0: Folks, welcome to Trainwreck Tonight 304, sponsored by your place to buy case, Outlet Liquor. We've got tons of topics. The Bills played an actual game. Jesse Bagula won a tennis tournament. And we got Cotton Eye Joe causing all kinds of a stir. Let's go. You don't You don't You don't stop. You don't, you don't.
1: Follow. Grow Diet soda falls And what you take Magically regenerates On Supermarket shelves.
0: folks we have a first in train wreck history i think i had to switch from my laptop to my pc before the show even began but thank you for tuning in to train wreck tonight 304 here on train wreck sports we have a huge weekend to get into and a huge week to recap so let's get into it and let's welcome to the show train wreck tonight 304 a first-time guest but someone we have a little bit of a history with alex brasky from the batavia daily news alex are you still with me after that intro
2: yes i'm still with you took me a little well, to get hooked up here at a little password snafu, so we're both experiencing technical difficulties, but we're here. Trainwreck three hundred four. Did you ever think that you'd make it this far? Uh, no chance. Are you kidding me? Every time I write the
0: number at the top of the show, I'm just like, kind of not not in awe, but just like, how the hell have they allowed this to continue for this time? But hey, we're just gonna keep the train rolling here, Alex, and we're glad that you're here to do that. Alex, obviously of the Batavia Daily News, and no doubt you're seeing his coverage every day of Bills camp, Bills games, and Bills everything as we roll into the season. So let's get to it, uh, Alex. We actually played a game on Saturday. Now, with that said, there was no Josh Allen. There was no Stefan Diggs. There was no Von Miller. But I guess what's your biggest reaction? What stuck out to you from actually seeing some some uh, Bill's action this weekend?
2: Yeah, it was kind of a downer for me. I went through all of training camp. Had to watch the game from afar. Was at my buddy's bachelor party in Pittsburgh. So a lot of fun, but still would have liked to have been there and seen the team firsthand get their first game action of the season I I would say biggest takeaway is I think that quarterback two competition is for real Matt Barkley coming through with a big performance Kyle Allen maybe not showing well or as well as he would have liked to in that game and I think a lot of people have uh inclinated that the quarterback two might not be in the organization this uh currently so they, they, I, they, I
0: thought I was crazy last week when I was saying I think I would feel better with a Matt Ryan or a Carson Wentz, but now it seems to be on everyone's mind. i, I got to jump in here, too, Alex. Obviously, I mean, you're giving the breakdown and everything. Isn't this team in an amazing spot when the one thing that we've been talking about for the last almost two weeks, it feels like, in my mind, is the backup quarterback?
2: Right. I think I tweeted it out a couple of weeks ago. That was, Bill's camp is going so smoothly that everyone's talking about the QB2 competition. and. I think you're absolutely right. When that is the greatest concern coming out of training camp, although there are other concerns, middle linebacker, cornerback too, and the list goes on offensive line. But when that is really the point of contention for everybody coming out of training camp, I think you're pretty happy as an organization.
0: And you kind of have your finger on the pulse of of Twitter or X specifically. It'll always be Twitter to me. Uh, But with that said, what was, uh, you know, what was your biggest surprise, I guess, at, like the fan reaction to the game, because let's face it, you don't have to give Bill's Mafia an excuse to react and, and react crazily. I might add as a maniac. So well, what was your biggest, like, you know, what was maybe you were most surprised by? What was, what what kind of struck you uh, from Bill's Mafia after this past weekend?
2: Well, I think everyone's really excited about what Andy Isabella can do. I, I think they were, the fans were excited coming out of training camp, but to see him get some action with the offense out there, albeit the second and thirteen. A little bit later in the game i I was surprised to see kind of the groundswell of support that andy isabella has received since that game and rightfully so i think he's got a lot of talent he was a highly sought after player coming out of college and never really linked up with his former teams but who knows maybe things will work out with the bills
0: yeah and let's face it bills fans have seen uh you know players coming from other organizations and kind of developing uh, under this group obviously it was dable when it was john brown and cole beasley but it's not like you can't take, you know, someone who maybe was on, you know, the outs or, you know, just not producing for another squad and kind of turn them into a threat here. Now I'm not surprised. I got to do my plug here. Uh, Alex, I always fear. I, I, I always live in fear of anyone with a double first name. And Andy Isabella has the unicorn of that. He has the mixed gender double first name. So he, you know, he's a threat when he steps on the field. That's not surprising. And, yeah, it's great to see. Now, maybe it's a little bit of overreaction. I mean, I think some naysayers are like, yeah, it's great to see Andy Isabella sprinting past, like, a third-string linebacker, Uh, I guess was the the one thing I saw or whatever. But, you know, at at this point, what more can they do, right? What more can they do out there and go produce? And, yeah, he looked like he was on rollerblades out there.
2: Yeah, I previously said Tyrell Shavers was really the wide receiver that I was looking at, but had a drop in that game. Later came – or a ball that went through his hands that turned into that interception later came away with a touchdown. But I think Isabella uh, really shot up on my list as well after that game. And, and really, I'm interested to see what he can do over these final two games, maybe mixing in with the first and, and second team a little bit more than, than he did in that first game, but really interested to see what he can do.
0: Were you surprised at the crowd? I mean, even for a kid's day, I mean, and I know those are popular. I know people have waited for this Bills season for basically nine and a half months or eight months since the last one ended. Were you shocked? I was pretty shocked that
2: it was was so full. I'm never shocked with the Bills fans, to be honest with you. And after seeing all the Bills fans in the stadium for the return of blue and red, I, I think I was anticipating just what I saw on the television screen. A packed house, raucous crowd for a preseason game. Celebrating Matt Barkley like he's Roger Staubach out there. So, I, I mean, that, come I, on, how
0: can you not love Bitcoin Barkley? He's like he, 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 every time Barkley does something, it reminds me of Mighty Ducks three when they passed the puck back to Goldberg. Spoiler alert, okay? It was a fan favorite finally getting their moment. You just love to see it,
2: right? You always just think of that clip with him on the sideline waving the uh, the, the jacket around. I think it was in Pittsburgh to Renegade. I, that's that's all you think of when you think of Matt Barkley. Just pure energy and vibes on the sideline.
0: Very much endearing, uh, for certain. I wanted to talk to you because now this is the great thing in training camp. You know, you're getting tweets from your John Scott's, you know, your Jenna Cottrell's, your Alex Braskies.
2: Oh, so and so. I don't know. I don't know if I'd put my name up with those. Oh, uh, What do you
0: line. mean? No, no, those are all in the same discussion for sure, especially bias, as far as, as Bill's there. camp. Make sure you have them all on your timeline. Uh, but you know, again, it's nice to see it because. You obviously, you know, talk about these storylines that are developing in Bill's camp, and you start to see them developing out in real time. Like, I think the most clear example, Dane Jackson taking a pick six, you know, in the first couple minutes of the game there. Uh, How does it feel to see those storylines playing out? And did you see, you know, anything else besides that CB2 battle that specifically stood out to you as far as the way those storylines are developing?
2: Yeah, I know a lot of people were impressed with Osiris Torrance and his time on the field with that first team. And how he got his first opportunity in a live game and really responded well. But Dane Jackson gifted that interception, but that's just what Dane Jackson does. He's in the right position at all times. And when a play is there, to he typically makes the plays that are there. He's never going to give you those ridiculously eye-popping plays that you walk away and, and go on the high, highlight reel, but he's as steady as they come. And That's one thing I've been surprised with throughout this training camp. Neither Kyer Elam nor Christian Benford have really done much to run away or or assert themselves in that battle for the CB2 competition. I think it's been Dane Jackson leading the way from the start of training camp until now. And until somebody beats him out, I think he's going to enter the season as the starter.
0: All right. I knew something was going to happen. We We, are back. I I knew it. I knew it. PC crashed. I knew when the PC crashed, it was foreboding. And then we had 10 clear minutes where everything was fine. We were getting along. We're talking with Batavia's finest, Alex Brasky, And of course, somehow I just see my entire PC flickered. And I would say it's like the equivalent of like when you get hacked in a movie, that's what it looked like. And then all of a sudden, for no reason, my laptop, would just completely It just decided to freeze. Now, it may have been because I launched the show from the PC. I don't know how the Internet works. I, I, was,
2: I was thinking about going acapella there, but then I decided to shut off the camera and the microphone and wait for you to return.
0: I think that's fair. I, not only is that probably the most logical thing to do, it's also probably the most respectful thing to do. It's like, oh, my, you know, like, I mean, geez, thank you for having such manners. And again, thank you for talking about these Bills Camps storylines playing out in real time. Uh, real quick. I don't know if you got into it, but anything specifically you're looking going into this game,
2: Steelers? Yeah, I already talked about the CB2 battle, but I'm really keeping an eye on that battle at right guard. I talked about Osiris Torrance. He impressed in his time on the field uh, in in week one. But now going into week two, we'll see if Ryan Bates gets a little bit of an increased opportunity and and a chance to respond in that battle and maybe put his best foot forward. I still think he may have – a leg up to start the season just based on how the Bills in the past have treated their rookies and they kind of slow play them, put the veteran in there to start the season. You saw it with Deion Dawkins. You saw it with Spencer Brown. Didn't start the first couple of games of the season, but did experience 20 or so odd snaps and then eventually got thrust into the starting lineup as the season wore on. And I think you might see the same thing with Torrance. So interested to see how that plays out in week two of the preseason.
0: I love I love the slow play term. Uh, just great. That's all I gotta say. No, 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 no other
2: notes. Big uh, slow play guy yeah. in poker. Big slow play guy.
0: You're a big slow play guy. I always I never get proper value. I'm not you know I'm not uh what's the uh what's the term GPT or no it's uh I forget it. But uh, when you're playing you're not a car, game theory optimal GTO. I'm not GTO when it comes to poker. So it's good to talk a little slow play with boys. But speaking of slow playing, there's no time to do that right now. As we get in, come on, play my music, folks.
2: It's a damn PC.
0: I know the PC is killing me, but we're supposed to have game show music. We got Batavia facts with Alex Rasky Now I'm not going to lie. A couple of these were ripped straight from Wikipedia, but there are some others that have a little fanciness to them. So I'm looking for you to get a five out of five here. Okay. Representing, representing Batavia. Is that fair?
2: It's, it's fair to expect. I don't know if it's fair to anticipate.
0: Great expectations. Charles Dickens, uh, for sure. But let's go. Let's go on number one. Let's see how we go. Batavia was named blank by Governor George Pataki on July 25th, 2001.
2: Capital for a day.
0: Capital for a day is All correct. Right. So he's for one long. for one. Said it with a lot of confidence, too. So, you know, he knew that answer right off the bat. A great slow play by Alex Brasky. Batavia Daily News. Make sure you're following him at Alex Brasky. Let's go to number two. Batavia is named after the Batavia Republic of what country? You're shaking your head, but is this because this is an easy
2: one? No, it's because I don't think I know, but we do have... I, I...
0: There, there is a hint for this one.
2: Please give me the hint.
0: The Holland Land Company.
2: Yes, that's what I was thinking of. And where is Holland? That, that's the question. Uh, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Can you imagine if you Go
0: didn't nail two. that right there? Can you, let for you two. I knew it was Come the Holland because
2: we have the Holland Land Office Museum, which is our okay. history museum. And I just wasn't sure Holland, but I, I Netherlands at the last moment. We're, gotcha. we're rolling. This train never stops there. This literally
0: Batavia. never stops. Couldn't have said it better myself. True or false? Nickname of the birthplace of Western New York.
2: Oh, absolutely. Batavia, it used to be a huge deal far before Buffalo became a big deal.
0: True. And I looked it up because of the Holland land office, which you referred, I believe, originally closed the land deal for what's now known as Western New York. Am I halfway correct in that?
2: Absolutely correct. It all started in Batavia.
0: It all I'm started. I'm going to get a shirt. I'm going to get a shirt that says it all started in Batavia. This Super Bowl run right now for it the Bill, 2023, guess where it started, folks? It all
2: started in Batavia.
0: Batavia. Let's yeah. go. T- Captain Ferdinand is pissed about that, but it's okay.
2: No, it's okay. I saw. I saw his... Is full frontal in your intro there? Very okay. impressed. Very yeah.
0: No, I mean yeah. I mean you guys should have a Batavia boxing match. I think that would be good. But Batavia, that, this, that is, looks, this is this that, is that looks like ball. a bacon.
2: That looks like a bacon egg cheese body if I've ever seen one.
0: It absolutely is. Well said. Well said. Uh, Batavia used as a film location for what 1987 film? This is a layup. Don't be telling
2: me you don't know this one. The natural. Not the natural. Okay, the natural was Buffalo. Hint, uh, vehicles, modes of be, transportation. No, I'm going to get this one wrong. Give Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. Yes, I did. I did know that. John Candy, okay. Steve Martin. And More honestly, for hold four. on. For now, four. That's how we, that. we grade here. I work part-time delivering pizza for what is now known as Sequino's Pizza. And the late Joe Cinquino used to own a pizzeria named Pizza Partners. And while that movie was being filmed, John Candy actually stopped in the pizzeria. And now we have photos in Cinquino's Pizza of the meeting. So actually, I'm pretty embarrassed that I was not able to make that poll.
0: I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's almost a story I would have hailed on wraps after what happened. But I appreciate you sharing it here. That means a lot that you're going the extra mile for us because obviously, you know how we do. Okay. Uh, Last but not least. Uh, Actually, there's two more. There's two more. I didn't know this one. This was this one threw me for a, a bongers. What Heisman winner was a Batavia Muff dog before we went on to win the trophy.
2: Ricky Williams. Ricky
0: Williams. I mean, I feel like that is not a well-known fact. When you're wow, talking you know about card.
2: I think I had that card as a kid. I, pulled I, it up. I mean, and
0: and it's the it's the number 34. He was rocking it from day one. So I mean, this was I mean, I mean, this is unbelievable. From Batavia. Literally, you want to talk about it all started in Batavia. It all, everything the Mike Dick had the good. worst trade in NFL history or whatever. It all started in Batavia. I love that. I I think this is a legit brand we can get around. I think you might as well start printing out the shirts right now. Um, and then I think we have one more here. So what am this I? One's- for- Am I four for five? You're five for five because you said you knew that one. So I'm going to award it to All you because right, you did you didn't know it. it. And you had a story that if we're going to look into the story,
2: was it Cinquino's? It, it was Pizza Partners. Now it's Cinquino's.
0: Okay. So if the Pizza Partners Cinquino's story checks out, I think we could do an audit where we could say like, he sure. obviously knew this answer, but I'm, if I'm it's wrong, I you. have to take back another question.
2: I'll, I'll take a photo of the photo and I'll DM it to you to confirm. This is huge. This is huge. All right. This is a tough one.
0: The first blank in the US, the Batavial Industrial Center, was started in Batavia.
2: Business incubator.
0: Business incubator. That
2: is amazing. What a poll by Alex Brasky Batavia here on Batavia Facts. Through.
0: Six for six. There was never a doubt. There was never a doubt.
2: Never. Except for on that planes, trains, and automobiles question.
0: And from when my internet disconnected for 80 seconds. But that's okay. Right. Batavia Facts, Alex Brasky takes it down. Uh, speaking of facts. You were at the Jim Kelly Classic today, fact or
2: fiction. Fact, and a lot of fun every year. Uh, got to talk with Thurman today, Daryl Taylor. Bruce is always a little tough to I mean, write. I mean, I
0: mean, are you kidding? Of course.
2: Right, right. But he, he came over while Thurman was speaking, and him and Daryl kind of popped up behind him as you saw, and we're were messing with him. And Thurman's son, Thurman the third was busting his dad's chops because his dad didn't even notice that they were behind him he's all that awareness from his playing days just gone I mean there's no
0: way he's making the cuts in Super Bowl 25 uh that he was making with that kind of awareness so uh Mm -hmm. yeah no love said. I mean I don't want to like make this you know I train our sports I always have a knack of like making it about ourselves that those are typically like the type of events we get invited to like not saying the Jim Kelly classic never been invited there but it always just feels like it's like so much easier getting like answers and stuff. Like that. And I know like, you know, Bruce is obviously like a, you know, a little bit of a outlier to that and everything, but it feels like everyone's so much more open. They're around friends. It's not like, you know, cut or die. Someone just lost a game at these charity events and these things. So I feel like those are kind of like the cream of the crop as far as events to cover. Right?
2: No doubt. And especially with the legends, you don't get to see them all the time. And like you said, in that environment where they're really, Reliving their glory days with one another. I think they had four members of I can't remember the year, but when they won the AFL championship, I believe in the 60s, four members of that team were playing in a foursome. So that's just great to see the camaraderie and just all that flow together. And the the staff at Terry Hills just does a great job. It's a 27-hole course. So that really allows for the tournament to with 250 participants. It allows it to go a little bit smoother than it would at an 18-hole course. So I think they get everything they want right here in Batavia, where it all starts, where it all starts. Um, you a big golf guy. I used to be bigger. I don't get as much time to play as I used to. I stink, which is also a problem uh, in terms of wanting to go back for more. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'll give it a couple of weeks, but I do enjoy it. I love the vibes out there with the boys, with the girls, even whoever's out there with me playing. I enjoy it, but. I definitely stink at golf and oh, I don't, don't really see any kind of room for growth here in that department.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, have I've already realized that I, I might have grown out to pasture as far as I'm going to, but you know, I just love golf. I'm terrible right. at it and I love it, you know, i right. right. for the love of the game. So enjoying that, but Hey, if you ever need anything strict on Cleveland golf, just hit your boy up. We'll get you back on the course. I, I saw you
2: tweeting straight. about the, one of the tournaments you said needs more stricts in. Needs more, needs
0: more. Needs more for sure. Oh yeah, the the bills tournament or whatever. Yes, they're, they're using that. tight. They're using Pro V's and Encores. Get the heck out of here. We're we need Strix. Lucas Glover, Strixon guy. He went back to back. I mean, that's no easy feat in today's PGA, even with a little bit of a lighter field here and there uh, as things go down. But that was a FedEx event, so I threw that in at the last second. Uh, but yeah, Lucas Glover back to back, definitely impressive. What, but I have what a golf
2: name? What a golf name, by the way. Now, and,
0: and here's the craziest Glover? thing: he doesn't wear a glove.
2: Wow. It insane makes it, right it, makes it even insane. better
0: it's like kenny pickett like as a quarterback like right. you know like it's the worst name for like what you got going on but right. you know i guess well, it it'd, be it like,
2: it'd be like joey shotgun playing kicker
0: <laughs> yeah or uh, or no no the guy from pit pit a couple of years ago chris blew it
2: right yeah you
0: know, like that's that like that's the ultimate name Um, uh, okay but uh one more thing i know i'm getting off on a tangent here we're just having fun on uh trainer tonight 304 uh real quick uh, any, I rose on the rundown or whatever. So I want to kind of put you a test here. Any predictions as far as record for the Bills season? I know there's still a couple weeks later. Any predictions for the remainder of the summer? Anything you could throw at us here?
2: I think I'm going to go 12 and five. I haven't really gone through game by game like I do before the season, but I've been thinking about it all off season and a lot of people picking for this team to go down the tubes. And while I don't think that's going to be the case, I do think they may have more, slip-ups than they did last year. I mean, 13-3, and or 13-4, and however they finished last year, with all that turbulence that they went through throughout throughout the course of the season. I think they might take a step back in terms of a game or two, but I think they're right there as the best team in the AFC East and and probably a top-three team in the conference. Josh Allen is a top-two quarterback in the entire NFL. You get James Cook going here this year, that can add another element to your offense. And I think Gabe Davis is really going to be the key. All the talk has been about Dalton Kincaid, and and maybe not all. A lot of people have been mentioning Gabe Davis and his resurgence coming off that ankle injury. But I think his next step in his progression is going to come this year, and I think he's going to be beyond 1,000 yards, close to 10 touchdowns. And I think him and Stefan Diggs are going to be looked at as one of the best one-two punches in the entire league by the time the season's over.
0: I consider myself an insider for the one or two things I get right a year, but I have no football IQ. So when I go to like the two practices, like I'm watching Gabe Davis like look different than he looked in 2022, like when I was at training game. It looked different than in like 2021 when I was at training game, but I can't quantify it. I don't know if it's the route running. I don't know if it's maybe just like an uptick. In like some of the speed training, maybe doing some of that with like Stefan Diggs. But my goodness, it really looks like that's someone I mean, I'm looking at like, you know, gambling totals of like 800 yards, seven and a half touchdowns. And my goodness, like with it, it I think health would be the question there, right. honestly, yeah. if, if those are about to
2: cover. Absolutely. If he's healthy, I think 800, you, you pound that and that that's a heavy bet there. But you say you have no football IQ. I completely agree with you. I think it's a route running, the quickness, the agility <laughs> through the break. There's a difference for Gabe Davis. You saw that video that went relatively viral with Bills fans of him leaving Kyer Elam in the dust.
0: That was a, that was a felony, yeah, case. exactly. Including
2: Latavia. right, right. You might get it. all right. We won't go there, but <laughs> but good call, that's good, call. The, good call. That's the difference with Gabe Davis this year. I, I think it's just the the agility through the break and his ability to separate himself at all levels of the defense. He was really a down the field guy previously but Ken Dorsey has even talked about it how they're going to use him at all levels of the defense and he's shown the ability to get open at those levels so far during camp.
0: Love to hear that. Um just riding down here on Trainwreck tonight 304 with Alex Brasky of the Batavia Daily News. Make sure you're following him at Alex Brasky. Uh Dion Dawkins on PFT. So You told me you only caught a couple clips of this but Bottom line, I just want to get this on record. Most outrageous interview anyone in the Bills organization has done since Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean took over. They, they aren't necessarily like tight lift. Josh Allen has done PMT before, et cetera. But I mean, Dawkins talking about like masturbation, talking about the Bills going to the strip club. I mean, he was feeling himself in this interview.
2: Yeah, those guys, much much like you guys do, you certainly get people to, to with Get the, the people hearing. going. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, you get them going with the truth serum a little bit, but hey, I, once you're out of the locker room and you're with those boys on PMT, I mean, let it loose. And Deion Dawkins did that. I, You described what he talked about. Certainly the most offhand topic I think I've ever heard a Bills player talk about, but it's always interesting to see Brandon Bean go on Pat McAfee and drop a couple F-bombs. And yes, it's, it's interesting to see these guys kind of loosen up a little bit and, and let it go. And as you said, kind of get going and and really dive in. But Deion Dawkins, he's, he won the Kent Hull Media Award last year for what, the best guy to, to work with in the in the locker room there. And you can see why. I mean, when, once he gets going, he's, he's just a different character.
0: He's awesome in every way, every way, shape and form. Well-deserved. Um, and then just real quick, wind it down. You know, obviously a huge win for Jesse
2: Begula. Did you see the Cotton Eye Joe clip? No, but didn't that interrupt her speech or something? Her victory speech? Is that what happened?
0: No, no. So, okay, so what happened was they were playing the semis in a in a set two tie break. Now, how familiar are you with tennis rules? I'm not going to blame you.
2: Not, not very. I played as a okay, kid, but so, so I think so I broke more rackets than points I earned. Well,
0: same, and I'm only just trying to get into it. So it's, so it's best of three for for women's sets, so first to two or whatever. That yeah, I'm familiar with. Jesse was in a set two tie break, and it was basically tied, like, getting very close to it. And in the middle of a ridiculously tense point with, like, overhand, like, returns and, like, you know, backhands, all of a sudden, Cotton Eye Joe just starts playing.
2: And, of course, it's Cotton Joe. Of course, it's not like yes. a Dell, like, hello? Yeah.
0: No, no, no. No, nothing light. It's, and, it's like, Cotton Cotton your tennis Joel. is a little bit crazy. I think if I was, like, the chancellor of tennis or whatever, I would say, hey, if anything interrupts, we're still playing. Like, people right. want to see, like, you know, you go through noise and stuff like that. If it's not the ump, like – but they're very, like – it's very, like – Old school golf esque with tennis, oh, like absolutely. the rules are just the rules are a little bit insane, honestly. Sometimes. But again, plays the Cotton and Joe. Jesse goes on to lose twelve straight points after this, so she loses the tiebreaker and then I think loses break gets broken, which is obviously you know the downfall of like losing a tennis match. But somehow has the mental perseverance to not only win that match versus the number one in the world, Iga Swatek, uh, but then go on and basically dominate Ludmilla samsonova six one six zero a breadstick and a bagel as it's known in the business so uh just shout out to jessica Guglo. that's an awesome victory but it was cool to see like literally you want to talk about being mentally tested like facing the best in the world and cotton eye joe starts playing kind of ruins your whole vibe that will test you um and then just one last one here we're we gonna show this come on come on producer all right. Well, it's the Michael or blindside scandal. There we go. She at the eighth time uh, you read about this. I mean, is this shocking or is this more like they're all like movies are probably like this?
2: Yeah, honestly, I had both of those thoughts when I saw it. I, I love that movie when it came out. Obviously, everyone loved the story. It was an endearing story. But in today's day and age, it seems like so many of these situations turn out ugly and turn out where one side or the other is, is selfish or downright criminal in this case and it's just too bad for such a great story that inspired so many for such a long period of time that it's really gone down the tubes in one fell swoop with with the with the recent news
0: i remember everyone being so inspired by this like you know you had your good morning america stories about being in the nfl side so that's crazy but yeah it just shows there's always more to meet the eye never believe what you see in hollywood folks Speaking of which, we are winding down here on Trainer Tonight 304. Huge shout out to our guest and I guess now, like, show host, seeing as he was basically holding it down for about two minutes there while I had the like, Alex Brasky at Alex Brasky. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, you got any shout outs before we sign off here?
2: No, just follow the dailynewsonline.com and obviously love what you guys do at Trainwreck Sports. Happy to get out of this interview alive. Seriously, you and me both.
0: With that said, don't forget, folks. Make sure you're subscribed on all the platforms. Just like uh, Alex said, make sure you're taking care of business on Apple, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have queued up a video. Whatever. Thanks for that, producer. Um, <laughs> shout out everybody. In. And just remember, folks, this year, whether it's a Von Miller sack, whether it's a Tre'Davious White interception, whether it's a Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs touchdown, it all started in. Batavia. Good night now.